Shipping, and welcome once more and again to SFA Charlotte, Charlotte's number one new podcast. And we are here tonight to discuss one more riveting topic. And we lead in, as always, with our residents, and that is going to Miss Keeks. What's up? What's up? What's up, you guys? And then, of course, you know, we're going to get over here and talk to Brother Kaylin. Yeah, what's happening? All right, now, all right, and of course, as always, you have your resident OG, old dude, you know, one of us that represent the gray hair clan. That is your brustos. All right, all right, all right, and once more and again, we're bringing you topics that we believe are necessary to the black community here in the Charlotte region, or what we call the Charlotte Mecklenburg region. So um, today's topic, we are going to be diving into what we believe is necessary to speak on for the, fir- for the forward movement of our community. And that is the digital impact of the protests that we have seen that first started out in the streets. And of course, as we said before, man, we have been experiencing a resurgence of, of, of just awesomeness through these protests, through these activities that are happening here within not only Charlotte, but within our nation and within the world. And so uh, I just want to throw it to uh, Miss Keeks first. Uh, Miss Keeks, what have, uh, what are some of your thoughts leading in? Let's, let's, let's get on some of your thoughts real quick. Well, I want to first start off by saying I just I love the support and the unity that I'm seeing within the Charlotte community. And I know it's kind of hard to have. Well, I'm not going to say it's hard, but like, you know, it's having big social gatherings. We can't have those or we shouldn't be having those at the moment because of the (laughs) pandemic and everything. Um, But still seeing a lot of virtual support for black business owners and black businesses, seeing the creation of new black businesses. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I also love to see people coming together and seeing the unity and seeing, just feeling the love. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's very necessary at this time. You know, it's a lot going on in the world. Even with the pandemic, uh, still here and um, us still having to practice social distancing and things like that, it's still awesome that businesses are able to thrive, that businesses are able to be created and um, thrive in the midst of an international pandemic. But I love the support that I'm seeing and um, it feels awesome. It's awesome. I love it. Mm. Mm. And brother Kalen, what are some of your thoughts? What you've been seeing? Yeah, I'm a I'm a uh, piggyback off of Keeks. Like it has been love. Like it's been love to like just be out. And honestly, like I feel like us as black people, we're coming together and we just really loving on each other. Like I was uh, going to Office Depot to get something for uh, Christy and her project, and I was struggling to get something in my car because it was too big to get in the car. And she just offered to help me. 
Mm. She was just like, you know, how far you live? It was like 10 minutes down the road. She's like, okay, you know, um, I, I can follow you, put it in my car, we can go. And I was like, okay. I go to the house, she dropped it off, and that was that. So I want to say thank you, Miss Elaine. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, that, I do want to say I have felt the love, but also I feel like, you know, the things that I'm seeing just on social media as far as the digital imprint and just from just in the city of Charlotte, like I'm seeing a lot of deeper matters being hit and a lot of deeper, like systematic um, oppression that is really being shined light on uh, first and foremost because the killers of Breonna Taylor and Elijah McClain still haven't been arrested mm-hmm. um, I just had to say that just because yep. but in Charlotte like just understanding the many things that we still have to do granted we do have our Black Lives Matter mural but I've, I've read a I read an article that speak on how the CMPD has a 40% of the city's budget and that takes away from a lot of the arts, mental health, and yep. just other ways of expression people can have. But if you take that away from them, then you have nothing but nothing, but nothing left but something that equal to crime. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. Um, uh, honestly, I feel like it's, it's a renaissance of just black, of just black essence. But I do feel like it's the crumbling of a system that's been in place for many years. So... It's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful fire, I guess. Right, right. I'm glad you guys are saying these things, man. I'm just, again, to hear it through, uh, to 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 be able to imagine it through your words, through your, uh, through through your depictions, is is just uh, awesome. What I've been seeing and what I've been uh, uh, making sure I stay tapped into of course, is the uh, business sector and the, uh, I guess you could call it the nonprofit sector, but at the end of the day, what it really truly is, is the human connectivity. Mm-hmm. And within our community specifically, what I've been uh, seeing is that there is a fight going on. And, and when I say there's a fight going on, the fight is we don't want to rinse and repeat what we've always rinsed and repeated. Mm-hmm. Seeing from those that are, I will uh, use the line of demarcation at uh, 35 years old. Those at 34 and younger are fighting this rinse and repeat cycle, which is mm-hmm. now that the protests have happened, now that the feet have touched the pavement for two weeks, three weeks, and we've had the murals and Black Lives Matter has been painted in the street and you've had Wells Fargo and Bank of America and BB&T and the Panthers and and, and the Checkers and, and you've had the Knights, you've had, uh, you've had the Belk uh, Foundation, you've had all these different entities that are not predominantly uh, geared towards the forward movement and forward progression of the Black community in Charlotte, raise their hands and give tokens out saying, we are with you. We, We believe in your fight. We do this. We know that there is now a bit of a lull. And in that lull, 
this 34 and younger demographic are actually doing their best to make a digital impact. They're doing their best to utilize these social media platforms and their and their existing platforms of business to connect with one another and to highlight uh, individuals who are really truly making the attempt to make those systematic changes within the different levels and structures and areas of Charlotte business and uh, Charlotte nonprofit and Charlotte healthcare and Charlotte uh, social justice reform. But then you have that section that is 35 and above. Now, this is the area that I, I, I have to throw myself into. And this rinse and repeat is kind of what we are expecting. Mm -hmm. So those of us that are 35 and above, the majority of us, <clears throat> we're back on our jobs. And we're talking about it. Man, wasn't it good that kids was out there in them streets and wasn't it good how we saw all the people down, you know, marching from one side of town to the next side? We kind of fade off with the, well, what are we doing at the job? Are we examining? Are we asking? Mm -hmm. Some of us might even be back to cowering in corners, protecting our 401k, mm -hmm. protecting our savings plan, protecting our mortgage, protecting our, our possibility of being given a raise or given a, a promotion. So we might not be making as big of a digital impact as the young folks are doing. And, and that's something that I, I, again, when I say I see the fight, I see it more towards the, the youth, the youthful side, then I see it more towards what I would call the more seasoned side. So that's what I've been seeing since that. And um, like Kaylin mentioned with the senseless killing of uh, Brianna and Elijah, and of course we know with Ahmad and, and George, um, I have to mention that what really has given me inspiration and what has really kept me, uh, or should I say kept that vigil going inside of me to make sure that I'm doing my part mm -hmm. is watching the uh, presentation of the baby's uh, performance during the BET Awards, which again, came right on the heels of the protesting, the in the street protesting. And I, I mentioned it to you too, but I wanna make sure that our listeners be able to, to uh, visualize this. That was an awesome performance that we got to view on our laptops and on our tablets and, and on our smart TVs. Uh, this performance he gave a rock star. And I, and, and I lamented a bit watching it, not because he wasn't brilliant, not because the visual wasn't impacting, not because it wasn't, it isn't an awesome song. It's a great song. It's a great protest song. How much more great would this performance have been if it could have been in Uptown Charlotte, right at the intersection of Trade and Tryon? How much more impactful could this performance have been if all of the youth of Charlotte could have been surrounding him 
as he's delivering these high impact lyrics and really truly continuing the the smoldering of the fires of the protests of the of the action that needed to happen that would have been so much more awesome and and i know it's a small word and it doesn't do it justice it would have just been so much more monumental not not it wasn't great it was just my mad my i lamented like man if this kid could have been right there at the corner of trade and try on delivering that that performance man it, it probably would have sparked something not only in charlotte but in the nation that could still be going to this day I had a question for you both, because um, I like how Brother Stokes, you mentioned doing your part and then also in describing how people belonging to the older generation, you know, you know you're having those conversations and trying to figure out, okay, well, what's my role in this? What would you all say to those who may not know what their role is or they may not know how to help how to support how to take charge you know not everyone is comfortable with protesting or uh being at being right there in the forefront um so yeah what 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 would you all say to those who may not know what their roles is in this movement yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna jump ahead, but honestly, I would just say educate yourself. I'm happy you like, said. <laughs> like, I, I honestly, that's that's the best way because even majority of these people that are out here on the forefront, that are out here, you know, in the trenches, so to speak, they're still learning as well. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the things you see people posting, like okay, like people are learning and passing it on, so. I mean, we're all still learning. We're all still educating ourselves. We're all still figuring out the the system and how not only to beat it, but just to how to create something totally different for our people. Mm-hmm. Like, we're all still learning these things. We're all still teaching each other, and we're all still learning from each other. So I would really just say tap into the community because a lot of information, especially now, like, I feel like finding information is so much easier not only because of phones and you know we have access to the internet and access to all these loads of information but like our people are educating our people on our people mm-hmm. mm. like we're not we're not getting it from school we're not getting it from the government like our people are doing the research feeding it back to the community and giving it to our people so at this point if you don't have the information in front of you you're literally being ignorant to it because it's in your face. You have no choice. Like you have no choice. So it's either you just educate yourself, or just don't even don't even worry about it because it's just because it's right there. It's right there for you. Right. Mm. And uh, I guess mine is just a, a, a different facet of the same advice that. Uh, Brother Caleb, educate yourself. I would say start where you are at. Yeah. Mm. If you if if you're you know if you're 16 years old and and you know that you know there's a great possibility you might be quote unquote encouraged to go back to school and you're not feeling too comfortable about that. There's nothing wrong with finding out 
who your local school board member is, finding out when the next school board meeting is happening, gathering five or six of your friends that are the same age as you, and then going down to the school board meeting, asking your parents, can you please join me? Asking the coach, the teachers, can you please join me? Mm -hmm. You could actually write a letter to the head of your school board. You could write a letter to the head of the of the Charlotte Mecklenburg School District. You should know who that person is. If you go to any school inside Charlotte Mecklenburg Unified School District, you should know who your district manager is. You should know what district your school is in. You should know who your who the person that runs the school uh, district is, and you should walk up to them and shake their hand and say hello. I am so-and-so, I go to this school, I'm a senior, I'm a junior, I'm a freshman, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a sophomore. Hey, I need you to know me because now that I know you, I got a couple questions for you. If you're uh, someone who goes to uh, one of the local uh, colleges, uh, whether it be UNCC, Johnson C. Smith, uh, the I think the other one is called Johnson & Wales. Uh, yeah. I, uh, Queens College, you should you should automatically know what the procedures are when it comes to re-entering or 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 stepping back onto that campus. Like Kalen said, you should not be ignorant to the procedures. And if you don't feel comfortable with the procedures, you should be able to go to your chancellor, go to your head administrator, and, and, and be able to voice your concerns. Now, for those of us that are in my age range, and when I say start where you are at, if you're if if you're on a if you're working in Uptown Charlotte and you're working for Wells Fargo or you're working for Bank of America, or you're working for BBT, or you happen to be working for the Panthers organization or the Checkers organization, or you happen to be working down at the NASCAR Museum, um, honestly you should know what your diversity numbers are. And if you don't know what your diversity numbers are, then, and, and I'm, I'm probably gonna catch flack for saying it like this, but you probably are happy being the only one on the job. And if you're the only one on the job, you selfish. Mm-hmm. you selfish. Because you know that there are way more qualified, way more individuals, not only of color, but specifically black that are qualified to be in these positions in these various corporations. So there, there, there should be without fail emails going to heads of human resource departments. Mm-hmm. There should be specific questions asked. And, and, and I would even go so far as to say, become a little bit bolder and make specific demands. Mm-hmm. And, and more than that, more than that, as uh, Sister Keek says, Miss Keek says, there should be an explosion of independent small black businesses. You have, I heard someone say something that just blew my mind, and it was a young person, and it was on social media. They made the statement that with a thousand dollars and a weekend, a thousand dollars and a weekend, you can start a business. And I was like, that's crazy. A thousand dollars at a weekend? Mm-hmm. And then I found out I, 
Alibaba. And then I found out about how the true nature of eBay and Amazon works. And then I found out about how you can, through Facebook, through Instagram, through uh, Snapchat, you can receive a type of metric report at the end of every day if you have what you would call a business profile on any one of these uh, social media websites. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's no reason not to start a business. And just because just because there's 15 different brands of, of strawberry jelly on the shelf doesn't mean that you can't produce 16. Be number brands. 16, right, 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 right. Because 16 can turn into one in a heartbeat. Listen. <laughs> 16 can go to one in a heartbeat. If you don't believe me, ask anybody that started out on the record charts. And I mean, Ooh. that's... that's that's just a weak example, not that anybody making music is weak, but what I mean is that you can go from 16 to 1 overnight. That's simple. That's simple. That's simple. So that's what I would say. Start where you are at. Okay. Yeah, I like that. What about what you, Keith? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your shoes going to slide out there real quick. Um, I would say... I would definitely say taking the time to educate yourself. Um, but I would say reflect. Sometimes we we don't... It's hard for us to understand things because we don't see ourselves in that situation. And I feel like when you're talking about oppression, um, I'm just thinking about conversations I've had with coworkers. Um, you have to... Sometimes it's not about seeing yourself in that situation. Sometimes it's caring mm. and having empathy. But I say reflect because I feel like sometimes we have to look at ourselves and see what we may not be doing or what we should be doing more of. So look at yourself and see, okay, well, what can I do to contribute to this? I understand if, that not every person... Um, is comfortable with public speaking so maybe you can be um you can communicate virtually you know promoting things on your social media accounts uh whether it's instagram twitter facebook all only fans whatever you got you know <laughs> promote and support black businesses as much as you can and also taking the time to do the research and uh educate yourself about these topics and i also want to mention that you know I think that when studying and examining these topics, we should examine it from people who have who have had these experiences, you know? So, for example, yeah. if you're reading a book, if you're trying to learn about racism, I feel like the author of that book should be someone who has experienced racism. And not from a not from a standpoint of being privileged, but the other side of it. Because I feel like in the privilege, we know we have that privileged perspective so much. It's in our books. It's in our history. We need to educate ourselves from the standpoint of those who are experiencing this oppression. Mm -hmm. And I would also encourage people and say that it's okay to not, well, it's not okay to not know, but it's like, 
it's okay to not know, you know, no one is, no one knows everything. Um, we don't know right. the answers to all of these things uh, that we are up against right now and how we want to move forward. What's the best? Do we get rid of the system? Do we create a new one? Do we just say, forget the system and, you know, go back to how things were done centuries ago, but being ignorant is no longer acceptable. And what, like what brothers, what brother Kalen said, you have to take the time to educate yourself. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel that on so many levels because this is like, I mean, at times during the during this whole quarantine pandemic, social justice, it feels like an era, even though it was only like two months. But mm-hmm. it's just um like it was so many waves of it for me. Like at the beginning, I was just down. I was just down. Like yes. I just didn't want to do nothing. Yes. I just felt immobilized. I was just nervous. I was just all these worst scenarios. And then I transitioned into like feeling a little better. But then I went into like second guessing myself with everything. Like my old mentality just came back full force. I'm just like, oh, I haven't felt like this in a minute. And then it just kind of transitioned into like just, you know, believing in myself more, really getting back to doing my part, which is being me. I feel like, you know, and doing your part, like that's just being authentically you. Mm. Like everyone was given a purpose. Everyone mm. was given a gift in this world to do something. It's up to you to discover that gift, but once you discover it, you can't hold on to that bad boy because even though it was meant for you, it's not for you. Mm-hmm. So I think just like using using our gifts, that's what I've learned. Like when I have a gift, like just show it and display it. Like because any and everything that I want is already mine, is already coming to me. I just gotta walk into it. Mm-hmm. So I would say definitely, definitely that. Like as you educate yourself, like just do what you can where you at. Like Brother Stokes said, start where you are. Whether that's blasting social media, organizing an event, whether that's um, you know, doing what you've got to do to learn the dynamics of your job, to push certain buttons and to make certain moves, like it's the no time is the best time, and the best time is now. Like, yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes. And I just I I definitely am of the mindset. I am of the heart placement that there is not enough mentorship, Mm -hmm. not only in the corporate American setting, but just within the within the with within the community itself. Yeah. Um, You know, and I'm not picking on any organization that is focused on the for progress of the black community. I really am not, but we know what we talk about in the barbershops. We know what we're talking about when we get in our local coffee shops that we frequent. We know what we're speaking when we find ourselves in our in our groups, in our various settings throughout the community. When we say, man, these folks ain't doing nothing out here. We don't see them. They're not speaking for us. And the issue is, from my perspective, it is not an accusation, it is just my observation. My observation is, there is a, and and this is the perfect time to begin examining this in my estimation. And that is, it is time for these organizations to start thinking about revamping their whole entire structure 
to bring in the apprentices or the ones that will soon replace who's ever there uh, on my job. And, and, and I'm only going to give my job for an example because I want to make sure that anyone listening to this can see that they see this too. They may not acknowledge it. But on my we have not only, now let me be very honest, we not only have older people in position of power. And when I say older people, I'm talking about people 65 and above. And, and I'm, you know, 70, 75. And Still clocking in. Predominantly white, predominantly men. So, if we're talking, Mm-mm. let's you know, and I'm I'm just gonna I'm really gonna be very general when I say this. If there are seven positions of power at the top in my organiz in the organization that that I have in what I call the pay the bills for now job, because I do own two businesses and I'm I'm currently working to get those businesses off the ground. But in my pay the bills for now job. There are seven positions that are considered the positions of power. This is where the this is where the decisions that get everything done in the organization happen. Those are all older white men. And when I say older white men, I'm talking old white men. I'm talking 65 and up white men. Mm-hmm. And see, go mm-hmm. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Come on, King. Let it rip. Go ahead, I feel like that though that and the hmm, calm uh-huh. down. Okay. Uh-huh. Those are the same people that have these very high positions within so many corporations within America. And I feel like it's important to say that because it's like, yeah, they're these old white men, but we also have to understand like taking their age into consideration they were born around a time when racial issues and racial tension was very hmm, very in your face not to say it's not in your face now but you know it's it's different now than in in some ways it was blatant right but like this these issues that we are up against this stuff isn't new this stuff is old and it's not that long ago like here brother Stokes just said you have these old white men these men are 60 70 years old that was 60 70 years ago that's one lifetime Mm -hmm. two generations like if you uh, a generation by american standard is 25 years good day i've lived a generation Good right. day. Jeez. Some people say 30. Other people might stretch it to 40. But by wow. America, the generation is 25 years. So every 25 years, you're getting a new generation into the workforce, which means more generation, you should be exiting the workforce. Right. American used to be, used to, and, uh, I can tell you, I remember the change when it stopped being this way. But the American workforce used to be you work 20 years for one company. That company will recognize your sacrifice of being with them for 20 years and they will reward you with what was called a pension. 
nominal amount, which was supposed to be a percentage of your monthly pay gross, and you would receive that to go in conjunction with your social security. This is why you see most older people say, if you see them working today, oh, I got to wait till I'm 66. Because Mm -hmm. that's that's the age of full retirement according to the Social Security Administration. People can opt out early at 64. I think 62. I think it's 62 is the minimum. I could be wrong, but I know 64 is is an age that some people opt out, but then you don't get your full benefit. You only get a percentage of it. So, So most people will go until they're 66. Most people will work until they're 66. Now. Right. <laughs> like I'm so I just hit 25. Like right. what? <laughs> I don't want to get too far off topic because where I want to get back to is the breakdown of what my organization looks like and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For mentorship, which is it's a lack of it. And I'm just gonna say a lack of mentorship. And not only a lack of mentorship, but a lack of mentorship along color lines. Because if I'm not trying, and, and let me, let me really, because our listeners needs to know, we're focusing on the black community, but we're not going to deny the fact that there are allies in other cultures. And they do see that there is work that needs to be done and they're doing their best to try to do the work too. But at the end of the day, they are few and far between. They very few and far between. I guarantee you, I could walk into the offices of Bank of America right there in Uptown Charlotte, and I would not see a familiar face in a position of power. And even if I didn't see a familiar face, which means I wouldn't see a person that is black, and I wouldn't see a person that is black that is in a position to make a major decision. And since I wouldn't see that, I cannot tell you that I would feel comfortable walking up to an old white man going, hey, can you be my mentor? Because that just don't feel right. I want to be able to feel comfortable approaching somebody that looks, sounds, and possibly relates to me in a very familiar fashion. So if I can't see this person on the middle management, upper management level, mm-hmm. me junior position or me as an hourly wage earner or me as the security guard at the front door understanding that I'm going to night school. I keep seeing these people working in and out of this building and they got suits on and they got red bottoms on and they driving Mercedes Benz and they driving Cadillacs and they, and you know, and they living in Ballantyne. They're living off of Queen Boulevard. They're living, they're living over there on the, on, on the regentrified west side. Right over, there, right over there off of uh Beatty's Ford where Papa, I mean where uh where where uh oh little little five points used to be. I think that's what they called it, but I know what I'm talking about when I say where the churches is right across the Smith. If I want that or I think that that is my destination in the Charlotte area, in the uptown Charlotte shadow of BB&T Park and Panther Stadium, how can I really get there if I don't see nobody that can help me? 
and I'm doing all the work I can do because there's not effective mentorship happening. There's not effective integration happening. There is no dynamic transfer of personnel. There's a young guy right now, right now. There's a young woman right now, young man right now who just started one of those corporations. Walked in today, first day on the job. Hope, so much enthusiasm. And if this rinse and repeat cycle happens in about a year or two years, they're going to be disillusioned. They're going to look at their, they're going to look at that corporation and just be like, man, these white folks don't want me to get nothing. Because all they see is white folks at the top not allowing them to get nothing. We can't have that. We can't have that. And and I I also want to piggyback off that and mention the other side. The people that do make it, but that don't want to help no one else. Mm. Come, on. Come on. Because because it's a lot of people that are familiar faces that you don't even want to see. Because it's those people that have made it. Like Rick Ross, Rick Ross, I was I was watching, I know this is kind of off topic in Charlotte, but it's very on point. He was like, um, it's it sucks to be in your family, be the one that made it out, and then no one else makes it, so you feel suffocated, like drowned. Because yeah. they asking for you, mm. you know, you always being needed. But when you get on and when you put your people on, they won't have to ask you for nothing because they have whatever they need. Because yes. you put them onto a business. You actually gave them bread continuously. Right. And it's and it's and that is what I think about when I think about some black executives that have the power, that have the authority, that have the executive, but when they when a young black man, a young black woman approaches them, it's on some you gotta get it how I got it. Like, right. Nobody, nobody gave it to me. Oh, yes. Say it. And, say it. And it's and it's and it's just like, yo, okay, granted, yes, that's the truth. But at the same time, I'm not asking for a handout. And that's that's what how it was back then. There was nobody up in the leadership back then. So you had to get it how you got it. Mm. Now you got your foot in the door. Now we can blow the bit open. Like, what are you trying to do? Do you want more people sitting beside you in those meetings? Or do you just want to be the only one? So they mm-hmm. can feel like they can run everything by you and you the you the voice to the people. Mm-hmm. I really but feel like connected to the people. Right. Like I really feel like honestly, it's it's a it's a it's a both and we just gotta honestly hold all everybody accountable. Yes. And I really think it's a bit it's a beautiful thing that we doing that and I'm seeing it actually happen. We holding these police officers accountable that have committed these horrific crimes because if they didn't have the badge and did the same thing, that would be on Fox Five News. And mm-hmm. I really love the fact that people are getting held accountable with these celebrities and how they're just speaking on things, whether, you know, you agree with it or not. Mm-hmm. Accountability is being had. Yes. And I feel like people seeing that, we need to take that into our businesses, into our jobs. When these executives are doing it, when these businesses are doing these things, we need to let them know, like, listen, I understand you're my manager, but you're going to respect me as a person. So I'm going to speak to you. I'm going to speak to you as a man. And I expect you to respect me as a man, regardless of your title. Because you take your title away, you are just like me. Mm. And I think that's what people really need to understand. That old school mindset that your title means something is about to go out the window. Because if your personality and your person isn't together, 
that's all gonna get read through. Mm. And if you if we can read through the leader, the whole business getting read through, and it's a wrap. Come on, respect me, damn it. Okay, that's right. That's what I'm talking about. And so, okay, let's let's not let's not avoid or or miss yes. this opportunity, uh, Miss Keeks. Yes. Not only what uh, Kaylin just said, but weave in the thread of that exact passion coming from our sisters looking at this landscape now that these protests have died down a little bit and we got this digital impact. What, 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 what do we as the brothers need to know that our sisters are, 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 are really truly wanting us to hear, respond to, and take action on? Definitely. Hmm. Hmm. That's a good question. Hmm. I would say support most certainly. Um, I feel like sometimes, sometimes, uh, I feel like sometimes as a black woman, you know, you can, I can speak up about something, and. I would hope to have the support of my black brothers, but sometimes I can receive backlash because what I'm saying, they don't agree with. So it's like, oh, well, because this is something that I don't agree with or because this is something that gets in the way of my position or my authority, um, I can't speak up about this or I'm not going to speak up about this. And I'm I'm just thinking of um, work. And I I don't want to say too much because, you know, it's all very uh, touchy touchy and new in some ways. But, you know, I know that as black women, whenever we speak up about something in relation to the black community, we're not doing it just for black women. We're speaking to be inclusive to everyone within the black community and i'm not going to say that there's some women that had that don't have any prejudiceness in their uh in their speech or in their tone or anything like that i'm more so thinking of the type of the black women that i fellowship with my friends um but it is hard to when you want when you express a concern about something and you don't receive you don't receive support from your brothers because they don't agree with it or because they hmm, they felt like it should have came from them yeah and because it gets in the way of their authority or their position of power or masculinity or whatever it is um so having that support and having that understanding and then also um maybe even taking the time to educate yourselves on some of these topics that we may express. And I'm trying to think of something in particular. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, the example, I'm trying to think if we want to talk about this, with J. Cole and No Name. Bro, I was thinking about this the whole time <laughs> you were talking. Bro, yes, I was going to say something about it. Yeah. Oh my goodness, okay, yes. Okay. So we're, we're, we're on, on the same wave. Yeah. I love it. But let's just say like that for an example. And because I know even because me and Brother Stokes had talked about that incident as well. Cause I know 
I feel like I understand both sides of it. Facts. You know, you have the portion where J. Cole is like, okay, well, you know, there's this young woman. She's very knowledgeable about the revolution. You know, she, her family, you know, she comes from a family that um, is very knowledgeable about these topics and everything like that, you know, and she's telling us what we need to be doing, but I don't like her tone and how she's saying it. You know, why don't you uh, teach me? But then on the other end, I'm like, I get it, sis. You know, who the hell do he think he is talking about? I don't like your tone and how you're saying that. Can you teach me? Like, who the hell? I'm. What do you mean? I'm dropping books for people, you know, to do the research and learn about these things. What more can I do? Um, but just using that as an example, it's like, you know, in that instance, J. Cole was saying, okay, well, I don't like your tone. Which yeah. I'm not sure what that speaks to. I mean, well, because yeah. mm-hmm. I kind of, I, I can, can I, can I, can I butt in here? Yeah, you go ahead. You go ahead. Because I feel like this is a beautiful conversation. Um, because honestly, I thought the go, the back and forth between J Cole and No Name, the two songs, was a beautiful conversation between them, and it's something that I wish us as a black people saw as a more beautiful, hard conversation. But mm-hmm. um, and the only reason I feel like. J. Cole's perspective was blown out of proportion was because simply he has more fandom behind his name than mm-hmm. No Name does. Because some people don't know No Name at all. Like, yeah. literally have heard none of her music, have like not listened to not one radio interview, not nothing. Mm-hmm. So they don't know anything about her. But, you know, Keeks, you from the Milwaukee area, so that's Chicago. I know you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I I love Chance, and you know Chance and her, they always go tag team on a on a on a record. So I know her. So when Jayco came out with his joint, I was like, "Why is he? Who is he talking about?" Then I went to Twitter. Yep. And then you know, <laughs> wait wait hell. <laughs> and then I see it was about No Name, but then I see what No Name said, and No Name was talking about anybody, and J. Cole just I mean you know a hurt dog will holler. So he mm-hmm. was like, "Hey, I I feel some type of way, but." I, I appreciate his boldness to at least approach the situation and at least say something like, okay, I see you, sis, and yeah. here's my response. And I feel like when he was talking about the tone, he was more so just like, hey, like, we on the same side. You don't got to get on me, too. Like, he was coming at it, like, like from a that perspective. Mm. But I feel like a lot of people were trying to make him seem like he was coming at no name. I just felt like they were having a conversation through tweets and music. Mm-hmm. Like, he was just saying his piece, like, yo, sis, you know, I'm out here trying to do something. I'm not nobody crazy. I'm still learning. But, you know, can can you help me a little bit? Like, hey, you don't got to say it like that. Like, I, I'm trying to help. I'm trying to woo-woo. Can you? And she like, well, listen, bro, I'm doing what I'm trying to do, bro. That's why I called you out, bro. Like, I'm mm-hmm. doing what I got to do. You just got to listen. You just got to educate yourself. So, like, come on. She she frustrated. She done with it because no name been talking about this. Yeah. Like, a lot of, and that's what's so crazy seeing now the people that's been talking about it and the people that are kind of coming on the wave. It's like, bro, I was talking about this five years ago. Y'all just came on. Y'all talking about new stuff. I'm, I'm into systematic oppression and trying to get these laws changed. Y'all on new, new. Bro, it's like, it's like the senior on the football team talking to the freshman because the freshman got a brand new idea. And it's like, bro, I've been running stuff. Mm-hmm. What new ideas you got? It's just we. It's just it's just like the conversation between generations, and that's what I was trying to say earlier. I almost forgot, 
But I I want more people. I feel like mentorship and kind of wrapping everything in. Mentorship is so beautiful when people like Brother Stokes, an older generation man and or woman, when they're able to be open and honest with the younger generation. Mm-hmm. And they're able to have a conversation and able to understand each other and able to accept that they're wrong and accept that they could have thoughts and they could have ideas that could be off skew to what's really going on. And they're willing to accept the fact that, okay, I messed up. Like, that's a beautiful thing because we rarely see that in the older generation. And that's exactly where that rinse repeat. All that stuff gets passed down. Mm-hmm. And I feel like our generation is doing it. It's like, yo, let's just be real with each other. Yes. So if we can be real with each other, we can actually move forward in this thing. So, yeah. And that is, uh, that is what is most important. What you just said. Us moving forward in the generation and I will add the words for the next generation. So, yeah. being specific to the issue of uh, the two phenomenal songs coming from two phenomenal minds, showing two phenomenal perspectives. And what I saw, and I didn't get a chance to say it to you, Keeks, when we were speaking on it at that particular time when it was fresh, is that this was a perfect opportunity for someone within what you could call the older generation of music. to And, and maybe it did happen. See, one of the biggest things that I had to learn from a gentleman that I consider a brother, uh, also a learned man, one of the most intelligent Black men I've ever met in my life, had the opportunity to uh, grow with. Uh, one of the bits of wisdom he passed off to me is just because you don't see it don't mean it ain't happening. Mm. At that perspective, almost 98% of the time, we think because we don't see it, it ain't happening. But when you have two phenomenal individuals like J. Cole, no name, someone who has a bit more understanding, a bit more knowledge, a bit more longevity in this uh, community, someone like a Quincy Jones, someone like a, 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 a Harry Belafonte, someone like a, a Lauren Hill, someone like a, um, a Erica Badu, Erica Badu, a Sheila. A lot of sleep, but she she broke down a lot of doors and and really reshaped a lot of minds, not only in uh, what it could consider to be music, music circles, but in the black community as well. So um, and and you got to know her history coming out of Oakland, and you know to be able to connect that to her is just something phenomenal for me. But my point is these individuals may have grabbed them up and got them in a room together and sat them down and said, look, what you're saying is valid, what you are saying is valid, but you need to stop saying it over the social media airwaves because this movement can't sustain in in." in the circle division 
have any, we can't have black men and black women thinking, we can't have young black women, young black men thinking when they look at each other in the streets, are you the J. Cole to my no name? Mm. You know, have that. So you guys either got to stop or you got to figure this thing out so that the next thing spoken between the two of you will be something that J. Cole, you praise no name for and let it be praise only. No name, you praise J. Cole and let it be praise only. Because this movement cannot sustain this type of exchange. Now, criticism, constructive, anybody should be able to bear. Anybody should be able to bear. Keeks, you should be able to come to me with constructive criticism and I should be man enough to stand up and say, all right, sister, I heard you. Keeks, you should be able to have Kaylin come to you and give you constructive criticism and as a woman, stand up and say, all right, bro, I hear exactly what you're saying. I take it under advisement. I'll make sure to correct what needs to be corrected. Because if we're all in this movement together, constructive criticism is what's going to save us. Because going back to what you said, Keeks, we don't know everything. I'm not going to sit here and claim to know it all. And most of this stuff that I'm learning, I'm learning from you guys. And that's the other part of mentorship. The other part of mentorship and the blessing of mentorship is if you extend your hand to me saying, I need you for where I'm going, I should grab your hand and say, I need you to be where I can't get to. Hmm. You're going, I'm closer to 60 than I am to 20. And if I'm closer to 60 than I am to 20, I need y'all to be the most y'all can be by the time y'all reach 40. Why? Because if I only work a job for the rest of my life, y'all got to put into my social security. I'm make sure y'all put into my social security. But again, there are levels to this game. There are levels to this game. And, and we're getting ready to the next level, which will be the last part of the discussion. And that is what we are seeing locally business-wise, meaning what are some of the online businesses that, uh, or what are some of the businesses locally, I apologize, what are some of the businesses locally since this uh, protest has now turned into digital impact that we are seeing that are actually uh, doing their part digitally? What are some Black-owned businesses? Can we name some? Can can we can we speak to some? Can we highlight some? Uh, are there some individuals that we know that are making impacts digitally now that the protests have died down right here in the Charlotte-Mecklenburg region? Uh, so. um, I want to begin by saying uh, I came across, because I, I had no knowledge about this, but, you know, in doing some research and preparing uh, the Charlotte Mecklenburg Black Chamber of, Conver of Commerce. And I'm going to read uh, what their mission is, but 
to sum it up, it's an innovative powerhouse for Black businesses within the Charlotte region. And their mission is, quote, to serve Black-owned businesses in the Charlotte region by providing resources, promoting political engagement, and strengthening networks to increase the economic vitality of the business community, end quote. So when I came across this page, or not this, this business, I'm sorry, um, I was looking on their social media accounts a lot. They do a lot of um, they give out a lot of information to help support black businesses and they offer a lot of financial assistance as well. So I actually saw that they recently got granted $200,000 to support businesses that are shut down or greatly impacted by COVID. And actually, if you go on their website, they have a directory where you can search or you can look up black businesses within the Charlotte region. They have it, um, uh, they have it, what's the word I'm looking for? You can look it up based on the type of business it is. You know, if it's financial services, if it's uh, healthcare, if it's beauty, if it's um, hospitality, things of that sort. So when I came across this business, I thought that was really, really awesome um, because you have, and it's ran by a black woman. I just want to add that to you. Oh, you should have led with that. Right, 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 right. Um, But I wanted to, when I came across this, I thought that was awesome because I'm not sure how common it is to have something as such. And even me trying to find out more about black businesses within the Charlotte community. It's like you have this powerhouse that is here to assist you in in your finances and in networking with other black businesses. So if you are interested, if you are a black business owner and you are interested in getting connected with this organization, I would strongly encourage you to go on their website, www.cmbcc.org. And get connected, get connected, get connected, get connected. Because uh, they have a lot of resources. And I, yeah, I, I just wanted to lead with that because I just feel like that's that's something great to lead with. Um, but I also came across a couple of other businesses. Um, so I know I know I have I have a few friends that have their own businesses, and I know I promote some of their um, businesses through my social media accounts. And then, mm-hmm. um, so I'm shout out to my friends. You know, of course, you have Chef Capes. I actually just purchased um, some food from him. So you guys should check out his Instagram account. If you are looking for some good food, he offers catering services for a wide variety of cuisine. And he's very affordable. Um, another friend. If you are interested in poetry and spoken word, I have a couple of friends who host open mics virtually um, through Instagram. So I know, Kaylee, you know about Soup, uh, Superman, and then also Cookie. She hosts her own open mic as well. Super Cookie. Yes. open mics every Wednesday and um, be sure to follow him on Instagram as well. Cookie hosts her open mics every Thursday. Um, 
Hold on, let me go to my Instagram really quick. Podcast. I I can seriously go on and on and on <laughs> of when it comes to black business, and I'm trying to think of my friends, but because it's like, of course, you know, we have um, businesses within the community, but you know, put on your friends, you know, support your friends, you know. Facts. And since she since she's trying to be extra humble, uh, Keeks. Um, you have a business. I, you, you know, I'm putting on my plug on yourself. My you know, putting on my friends. You know, it's, it's, plug yourself, you know, queen. Make sure uh, you check out my podcast, Meninja Trois. Make sure you follow me on Instagram. Um, <laughs> and tune into my podcast, Meninja Trois. You guys can find and follow me uh, on Instagram and on Twitter, and you can find my podcast everywhere you can find. Our podcast. Hey, see, see, you can tie it in at the end, but you plugging yourself. I'm yeah. like, you're not just gonna sit here and not talk about yourself. Yeah, but you know, you know, you know, you know. Like, come on now. I also want to promote Christy. Come on, yes. Thanks. get it, get out, my baby. Yes. Simply yes. K. Yo. That's right. <laughs> if you guys are looking for. If you guys are looking for any home decor or business, not business, like any home decor or office, um, what? How can I word it? Listen, I can I can assist if you throw yeah, me the alley you because I will check throw it down. Go ahead. Big bet. All right, check me out, man. Here check in you. the Charlotte Mecklenburg area, we have none other than Simply K, a beautiful business. Everything is handcrafted, made with love. I'm talking canvases. I'm talking shadow boxes. I'm talking night lights. I'm talking signs for your business out in the yard. Listen, at this point, she's just, what can she not do? I'm just going to say it. Like, she's just, she's amazing, yo. Please, uh, it's on Facebook. There's a page. All you have to do is type in Simply K. Uh, yes, the, the link is in my bio. If you follow me on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Twitter is in my bio. Just click the link. I'm also going to show page. Oh, my page is Knox List. <laughs> if you haven't heard, it's uh, Knox List. That's K N O X L I S T. Yes, sir. I come at you with the inspiration, the poetry, and just the uh, you know thought evoking stuff. And of course, we got strive for achievement, Charlotte. Damn. And we here, man. We here, man. This is another installment of our podcast. You can follow us anywhere you see podcasts. We pretty much are there. Um, we have an Instagram page, sfa.charlotte. You can follow us. We have a Facebook page as well. Add us as a friend. We will be updating that soon. I also want to shout out some other businesses in the city. A sh- big shout out to Black Market, man. Um, actually, Yo, Black Market. Black Market got together with the city of Charlotte, uh, Charlotte is Creative, and the brand of Moth to make the Black Lives Matter mural that is on, let me see here, that is on 3rd and 4th Street. Bruh, big shout out to them. It is so powerful. When I went over there to see the mural, like just to see how many people are around taking pictures, just people of all types of ethnicities, people from all backgrounds. And I, w- I was there when there were still cars going by, but even some cars would stop, let you take the picture. They like, it was just so much love in that area. And I just wish people would understand like the protest, the protest more so was the frustration, but if they would see the dust that the protest left, like it left nothing but love, 
nothing but people just really wanting to come together and just share. And I mean, if I just shout out a couple of black businesses in Charlotte, like you got the one five zero one South Mint. You have Cuzzo's Cuisine on Instagram makes beautiful plates. Man, what else you got, bro? You got so much. You got Seafood Connection over here on the east side. Nappy. You have Red. Uh, what is Nappy, Nappy Chef? Nappy oh, Chef. listen, Nappy Chef on Albemarle Road. You have Reds 28th coming with a new location in Charlotte coming soon. Ooh. Listen, listen, uh, it's it's crazy what you can do when you actually take the time to research. Yes. I can give that credit to my lady, Christy. She literally researched like black businesses in Charlotte. And I would say not only in Charlotte do that, but anywhere you're at, listen to this podcast, research black businesses and go support those, yes. man. Because a lot of the times. We just we need to we need to be the Fox Five for our black businesses. Yes. We need to be the CNN for we need to be the C SPAN, the BET. We need to do that. Cause these we're relying on old systems to do something that is in our responsibility. It's not our fault, but it is our responsibility to give back to our black businesses. So yeah, man, research that and just go crazy. Go to, go up there, introduce yourself, spend no less than twenty dollars the first time. And just go crazy, man. Let's blow this out the water. It's a renaissance. And that's, um, I just want to add that there are so many black businesses within Charlotte, man. Like, I uh, mean, I'm like, where the, oh, man. I love that there are so many options in so many different areas, in hospice, in 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 oh especially in food y'all because i love to eat like bruh the food it's good the shower go crazy yes for real yeah 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 definitely i um and and the ones that i want to highlight man um boy uh first and foremost let's uh keeping it uh with what we're doing right now Food aspect. I want to talk about Zoe's on North Tryon. Uh, I want to speak to Caribbean Hut over in the uh, University District. Facts. Mm. Uh, uh, she may still be open. Uh, I haven't been by there in a minute, but man, anytime I went by there, I always had a great uh, experience and the uh, the restaurant a little bistro, uh, My Camille's. It was in the uh, University District as well, uh, right across from UNCC, right there, uh, uh, right off the train. Last stop of the Blue Line. You can go into that little uh, strip mall area where the the, uh, Wings place is, where the Starbucks is at. Uh, My Camille's may still be there. But then I also want to highlight a Black, law office, a black law firm, uh, Freedman Law. Uh, these are entirely, entirely black-owned, black-staffed, all black lawyers and business in the Charlotte-Mecklenburg area. And then you have uh, my man, uh, we all know our brother, uh, Mike Jusain. Uh We're talking uh, taking care of, uh, of black health. Uh, this junk, th- these young men over there at Juice Main, they're they're producing all these different types of uh, cold press juices that will energize you, will bring health back to you when you incorporate them in a 
and a healthy eating uh, pattern. Mm-hmm. But then also more than that, let's talk about the man cave on uh, right off of so- right off of Graham. Uh, they're gonna take care of you when it comes to your haircuts, to your beards, to your to to you know all your your, your grooming needs. Uh, and then we we I also want to highlight uh, somebody that I do believe is doing a great job, uh, not only for us as you were saying, Kaylin, when it comes to gathering correct information, but also disseminating information that is pertinent and powerful to the Black community in the Charlotte-Mecklenburg area. And that is a, a young lady named Ohalia uh, Phillips. Uh, she, she, uh, she just has her own show. It's digital. She, she owns it. She produces her own content. And that is the O Show, the O-H-S-H-O-W. You can find that on Instagram as well, on YouTube. But um, yeah, these are these are the black businesses that I wish to highlight. And then, of course, without fail, I got to highlight and pump myself up. Like I said, I got two businesses. Uh, one is CNM Consultants. Mm-hmm. We are a consultant uh, firm. And we focus primarily on the activity of integration within the entire African diaspora, both here in America, on the continent of Africa, and within Latin America for our, Afro, uh, our Afro-Latino brothers and sisters. Well, uh, and then I have my second business, which is going to get ready to start this uh, winter. And that is the Rama and the Logos Digital Arts House. We will concentrate mm. on your uh, boot. We will be a full service boutique digital art house where we will be able to not only provide camera services, editing equipment, but we will also do our best to begin uh, training youngsters in how to handle these digital equipment and then provide space for them to be able to create their own yes. production and create their own content that they can own themselves and they can begin selling this content to all these major platforms. I'm so excited. This is why we need, we, oh, this is so beautiful. (laughs) This is so amazing. Like, this is, oh, man. Mm. Oh, let me not forget. Let me not forget. One more. I, I almost, I was talking about health. But let me talk about health and beauty for, uh, for, for, for the people out there. There's a Black-owned soap company, uh, Love Legacy Creations. You can find them at, at all one word, lovelegacycreations.com. They are homemade, uh, 100% natural. Uh, this young lady, Namazi, she also uh, provides candles. And she does this. Let me tell you about this awesome uh, coconut oil and shea butter mixture. Mm. Body, this body rub. Oh my god! When I tell you, you come out slick, smooth. Come on, smooth it in the right end. Tell you that shea butter in that oil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. So yeah, yeah. Let's make sure we get that going. So. Uh, highlighted these businesses and we've talking about this digital impact that we are seeing within the Charlotte Mecklenburg region now that these protests have died down. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, 
do are there any last words uh brother Kayla? Honestly, I would just say continue to educate yourself not only on the issues, but also just on ways you can support your brother and sister in the community. And when I say brother and sister, not directing that specifically to black people or people of color, even people that are white, even people that, you know, are of other gener- other cultures, other uh, races, you know, find a way how you can pitch out too. Support to a black business. Show it to a black business and just buy it out. Like, go crazy with it. Because um, honestly, all lives do matter, but when black lives matter, that's when we can say that. Because if black lives don't matter, then all lives aren't, aren't being brought up. So I'll just say continue to educate yourself. Continue to be bold and be you. And just, man, just understand that joy always comes in the morning. I will uh, add to make sure you take care of yourself. Self-care during this time is so, 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 so essential. I feel like self-care is essential. Period. And period. But, you know, during with all that's going on, making sure you take the time to cater to your mental health. You know, you may not be able to go out with your friends, but you can go for a walk, you know, make sure you wear your mask. Um, and just taking that time, yeah, to t- to cater to your mental health. I feel like mental health is, is something that's impacted greatly, especially with these issues that's been going on and these vi- these videos that we're being exposed to at such an exponential rate. Making yeah. sure you take the time to practice self-care. You know, take you need to take a break from social media. I'm very big on taking breaks from social media because I, I it can be exhausting at times. Um, but self-care, practicing self-care. Yes, yes. My my word on this. Uh, let's make sure that that extra extra one mile or that first dollar that you spend is geared towards the furtherance of the black community. If you know about uh, somebody in your neighborhood that is running for an office and it's low level, you know, they might be running for city council or county commission. They might be running for, um, you know, the head of the HOA. Uh, If they're black, go to their house, find out where they're going to be. Go that extra mile. And then if you are sitting there getting ready to spend your first dollar of the day, see if that first dollar can go to a Black-owned business. See if that very first dollar you spend in the day, so that very last mile and that very first dollar, let's try to keep that within our community at all times from this point forward. Let's make this impact digitally, uh, or as we can say, virtually, or as we can say, in this new generation, let's, let's make sure that we are here doing what we are supposed to do for us, by us first. And um, we want to thank you all for taking the time to listen to us this evening. And if there's anything you heard in this, in this episode and you want to go ahead and uh, comment on it or you want to go ahead and give us some, some commentary or... Go ahead and find us on any one of our social media platforms. Once again, that's SFA Charlotte. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, I, the 
we don't have a Snapchat page, do we? No, we don't have Twitter either. Facebook and Instagram. I was like, oh, oh, so Brother Stokes is taking over the Twitter page. All right. Okay, we, we, okay, so my fault. I'm ambitious. Before we close out, can I shout out two more businesses before we close out? Okay. Oh, yeah, I got Um, two more too. Um, if you are interested, if you're hosting a party and you need a DJ, make sure you check out DJ Stampede Beats. He DJ, he would DJ at Reds. Uh, mm-hmm. Reds at 28 every Wednesday for the open mics, and it be lit, y'all. It be so, whoo! It be turned. It be so. It, it be a great time. But if you need a DJ for any uh parties, festivals, anything, make sure you reach out to DJ Stampede Beats. You can find him on Instagram at DJ Stampede. And then another business I want to shout out. Uh, my friend saying he has his own clothing line. It's called Saucy. It's fairly new, um, but you guys can find him on Instagram at what's his? I'm looking up his Instagram name really quick. Oh, what's his Instagram name? At No Brain Sane, and you can see his website. The link to his website in his bio. It's called OnlySaucy.com. Make sure y'all shop, shop, shop. Hey, and I, man, I would be remiss if I didn't shout out Ioska, man, Ioska. That's seven. And OG Big Harris, uh, seven, she is a life coach. And IOSCA stands for the Institute of Self-Knowledge and Awareness, a mindset focus, helping you set clear goals for positive change in your life and business. Listen, yo, I was in a dark place. I was in a program. I met seven. Seven really helped me set, really helped me set my pace for what I want in my life. And I didn't really see it happening. But after it happened, she sat with, we were talking. Hello. Hello. Kaylin? Kaylin. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you yeah, hear me? now we-, we can hear you. Okay, okay. My, my bad. I don't know what happened. But um, but yeah, so uh we said she's like, you know, you accomplished all your goals, right? And I was like, I did. I looked at the picture, I did. She was like, Yeah, we gotta set new goals. So listen, it works, bro. Seven is a boss. <laughs> she really helped you accomplish those goals. And also shout out uh OG Bay Harris as well as part of that, and he's also an artist. Uh, along with Mert Son, and I'm also on the label as well, Remont Classics. Bruh, if you just want music that's not only vibey, but that will educate you not only on issues of the current day, but mm-hmm. on self-awareness, on meditation, on just, you know, having those real deep conversations with yourself and really being able to hear someone else and talk with the song. That's how I view it. So, yeah, man, it's really beautiful. Uh, and then, you know, I'd be remiss. If you need a host for any events, I host as well. So, you know, if, if you love hearing my voice and you want to hear it some more, <laughs> hit my Instagram door. <laughs> there you go, bro. There you go. There you go. And, uh, yeah, so let me also give a shout out. I heard her speak and uh, she shattered what I had as a preconceived notion about her. And so I haven't had the opportunity to actually say it to a faith to her. She'll hear me say this, but Duchess, Duchess, if if you don't understand the type of phenomenal woman she is, she has her own uh, tattoo parlor uh, on the, I know it's uh, off of uh, 
West area in what they call the uh oh in the old south area, I think that's what they call it, the south end area. Mm-hmm. But, okay. Yeah. yeah. She's an awesome lady. She's an awesome lady. I heard her speak and literally I will I will have to admit I had a preconceived notion about her based on everything that uh television and how production and how editing skews the view of the person. So I had a very skewed view of this sister. But I can tell you from what I heard her speak and what she's doing for the black culture and what she's doing for young black women in, in a phenomenal way. So if you can go support Duchess of me. Go support her. I think her uh her tattoo parlor is called Pretty in Ink. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, I think that's what yeah. Right. South End area. It is. It's in the South End area. That's where it's at. So yeah, we are SFA Charlotte. We want to thank you guys for giving us uh giving uh us the attention today. And we hope that after listening to this episode, you want to go and make a, a, a further impact in the black community. Thank so we you. thank you for being a follower. Thank Peace. you.